Welcome to this week's podcast from Terrelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to mytcc.com.au or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. We're a week away from our Christmas service and a couple of weeks away from Christmas Day. Isn't that awesome? Ho, 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 who's enjoying shopping? <laughs> I love it. I love shopping. <laughs> oh, it's always great. You know, why don't we just pray? Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just ask that you would come by your Holy Spirit into this place, Lord. Lord, this time of the year where we lead up to celebrating your birth, Lord, over 2,000 years ago, Lord, and people right around the world, Lord, whether they believe or whether they don't believe, Lord, they stop for this day, the 25th of December, the day we celebrate. They stop all around the world, Lord, and remember, Lord, remember that on that day, we know it wasn't that day, but we choose to celebrate on that day. We choose to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I've got a bit of a a different mixed up Christmas message today. And so um, that's why I thought, because it's a bit mixed up, I thought, just so you keep you on track, I'd wear me me Christmas jacket, just so you know it's about Christmas. But it's sort of a, a little bit about Jesus. It's a little bit about doing good. It's a little bit about God. And it's a little bit about us. So it's a bit about all Um, And I just hope and pray that as I preach and minister today, that God speaks into your heart the message that he so desires for you today. And uh, I wanted to start off by saying, you know, the power of doing good. You know, this afternoon as we come together as a church and a family, a a community, and we begin to pack the 65 hampers, um, you know, it's doing good. And, you know, sometimes we think, well, we want to do good because it makes us feel good, but there's more to it than just doing good. There's more to what goes on in the spiritual realm when you begin to do good things. And uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse 24 says, and let us continue or consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 says, as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. And Matthew 5 verse 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Good deeds spur one another on towards good deeds. If you're like me, you're probably busy. Some things that I do I like being busy at and other things are just a chore, something that has to be done. But do you know that we can be busy doing life and not really be living? And especially when we lead up to Christmas time, we can be busy shopping for that special present and forget the reason or the, the, the reason for the season. And the Bible refers to Jesus Christ as the light of the world. In John chapter 8, verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life in them. We have the light of life. And yet sometimes, and I know for myself at Christmas time, 
you'd say, where's that light gone? A month ago, I felt the Lord impress on me so clearly to make margin in my life, to make margin in my life. You might be thinking, well, what's that? Well, I knew straight away what the Lord was saying to me. And it wasn't verbal words, but he was impressing. I knew straight away that he was saying, you have to make time to receive and you have to make time to give. Because my life has been pretty busy the last 12 months or so with work and uh, working a couple of jobs that I never planned to do. And I felt so strongly the Lord say to me, make margin in your life, make margin in your life so that you can give and so that you can receive. I remember one Christmas time I was uh, shopping for presents, as I love to do. And a person came up to me. She's actually in the room today. She came up to me. And she made this remark. Has someone died in your family? I was a bit taken back, but I realised what she was talking about. I realised that look on my face had prompted the question because I wasn't showing the light of Jesus Christ. She said to me, has someone died in your family? And it took me back. It just it arrested me for a moment to think, hang on, you know, what is the, the reason for the season? Isn't it true that we sometimes get so bogged down with doing what we have to do that we forget to tell ourselves it's fun or we forget the reason for the season. The word says, let your light shine by doing good deeds. Let those that believe in God engage in good deeds. There is something about Christmas that motivates people to do good, to do what is not expected, and it catches people's attention. A star in the sky caught the attention of the wise men. A host of angels caught the attention of the shepherds in a field. There's a song sung by Third Day. I don't know whether you know, that's a Christian band, Third Day. And they sing this song called Jesus Light of the World. And one of the verses says this, the most beautiful, the most beautiful night of the year or the stars light up the sky. Who was this child in a manger that kings bow down and angels sing? Who was this child that at his birth caused the world to take notice? Jesus, we know, we heard uh, last week a little bit as uh, Nicole brought the message, the Christmas message about Jesus as a baby being born in Bethlehem, how Mary at the age, that young age that she was, like 14, was it? 14, um, gave birth. You imagine that. Kings from the east came to, to ask, or the wise men who come and ask and said, where is this one born, the king of the Jews? We saw the star in, in the sky when it rose and we have come to worship him. A light from a star led the way to Jesus. Angels appeared and the glory of God shone down on the shepherds in the field. God, I want to say this morning, God, from the very beginning of the birth of Jesus Christ, 
God has been directing people. He has been leading people. He has been calling people to his son. Why? Because when you find Jesus, you will never walk in darkness and you'll never walk alone. And his whole plan, as Pastor Megan said, you know, there's more to it than just the birth, but his whole plan was to lead us to the son, to lead us to the son that we could be reconciled back to the Father, which was meant to be what it was meant to be from the very beginning. Who was this child that even at his birth caused the world to take notice? People do things at Christmas and sometimes it's just not normal what they do. A few years back, it was around Christmas time, I was about to make my breakfast I went to the cupboard, there was no bread. I went to the fridge, there was no milk. So I just chucked my clothes on, I raced down to Woolies, I raced in, I got milk and bread. I got to the checkout and I scanned the items. It was a card only and for some reason I hadn't brought my card with me. I only had cash. I had $20 in my pocket so I had enough to pay for the bread and milk. So because I was at a, a register that only took cards, I asked the Woolies attendant, if she could, she could cancel the transaction so I could just pay cash. And just as this was happening, another Woolies worker who must have just been finishing work walked past, heard the conversation, said, I've got this, swiped a card and walked off wishing me a Merry Christmas. I tried to say I've got cash, but she was gone. She just stepped in there. She must have been listening ready and she swiped the card. Merry Christmas. I said, I went to, I, I, got, I got cash. Merry Christmas, and away she went, done. And I tell you, I smiled all the way home from Woolies to home, and it's only five minutes, but I was smiling. You couldn't get the, the smile off my face. I thought, man, the spirit of Christmas has risen in Woolies. Man, you know, this lady blessed me with milk and bread. And she didn't know that, that, she didn't know that I had the cash to pay it, or maybe she did, but she just wanted to bless me. And I got home and I said to Julie, guess what happened to me at Woolies? She said, what? I said, some Woolies walker, worker walked past and said, I got this. I told her about what had happened. I got this, swiped a card and said, Merry Christmas. And Julie said to me, have you looked at yourself? <laughs> and I said, why? She said, well, just go and have a look in the mirror. And in my rush to go and get bread and milk, I had put on my dirty shorts. I had my boots that were unlaced and my socks half pulled up. I had my favourite T-shirt on which had uh, welding burn holes in it. I had not done my hair. And I'm pretty sure that the reason that that girl swiped the card so quickly is she thought that I was destitute. Because <laughs> when I looked at myself, I thought, man, I know how to get free bread and milk. At Woolies? I was smiling all the way home, no matter whether I deserved it or whether I didn't. I tell you, there was a smile on my face because someone had blessed me at Christmas time. The Apostle Paul's first letter to Timothy tells, uh, he says this, he tells rich people not to put their hope in wealth, but to do good. To, do, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share so that, listen to this, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. 
Tell rich people to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. The whole purpose of, of good deeds, the whole purpose of being generous is not just to be a blessing, but so that we can take hold of the life that is truly life. When you do good, when you be generous, when you, when you have that generous spirit, there's something happens in the spiritual realm that causes the Spirit of Christ to move. And whether you know it or not, he is moving. He is moving. It was December 9th, it was December the 25th, 1945. Five months into World War I. German, British and French soldiers, already sick and tired of senseless killing, disobeyed their commanders, their superiors, and they gathered together with the enemy along two-thirds of the Western Front, a crime in a time of war that was punishable by death. German troops held Christmas trees up out of the trenches with signs saying, Merry Christmas, you know shoot, we know shoot. Thousands of troops streamed across a no-man's land strewn with dead bodies. They sang Christmas carols. They exchanged photographs of families and of loved ones. They shared rations, they played football, they even roasted some meat together. Soldiers embraced men that, you know, hours before had been trying to kill each other. And they even agreed to warn each other if the top brass forced them to fire the weapons. And they said, if they tear you to fire the weapons, fire high, aim high. This happened, true story. In 1914, on December the 25th, there was a song written about it called Christmas in the Trenches based on a true story of Ian Calhoun, a Scot, who was the commander of the British forces and he was court-martialed. He was court-martialed for consorting with the enemy and sentenced to death, later to be pardoned by George V. Christmas to these men meant something. These soldiers sang Christmas carols, shared together, and wished each other a Merry Christmas on the 25th of December, 1914, in the midst of war, these enemies became friends. Sometimes we might just need to take our heads out of the trenches and look up. Sometimes we may just need to stick up a Christmas tree with Merry Christmas on it. You know, and, and there are probably people in here that, You've been at war with family or you've, you've had things go on in your life and you've been hurt and, and disappointed and frustrated and discouraged. But it's time to stick up the tree and say, Merry Christmas. One time while I was setting up the Christmas light display at our church, every year we used to have Christmas lights display. I think we did it for five years in a row until COVID hit. But uh, I was setting up the, the church light display with some other people and a lady came up to me. I had my head down, busy organising things and she said something like, Chris, don't forget to smile. And it made me stop for a moment. It, it made me stop for a moment. You see, we can be so focused sometimes that we don't receive. And it took someone to say to me, hey Chris, don't forget to smile. And you know what happened? I 
took a break from setting up the Christmas lights, not in the sense of um, stop doing what I was doing, but I just stopped for a moment and I looked up. And, and you know what happened? At that very split second, the moment that I stopped and looked up, I felt something happen spiritually in my life. I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit come upon me. I felt the Spirit of God come upon me. Just, just for a fleeting moment, just as if he was saying, hey, that's right, look up. Look up. You see, God's plan in sending Jesus to us is that we would receive him. John 1 verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The power of doing good, our actions have a direct impact on the world around us. And the choices we make send a message. And the biggest impact it has is on ourselves. Don't let anyone ever convince you that you have no power. The words we speak, the things we do, impact the lives of others and impacts our own lives. Just a simple word, hey Chris, don't forget to smile for the presence of God in my life. Just a simple word. Let us consider how we may spur one another on. Don't grow weary of doing good so we can take hold of the life that is truly life. We can look at the manger and say, what a wonderful baby. We can look at the stars and say, God is amazing, and he is. But everything God did wasn't so that we would say, isn't this wonderful? Isn't this amazing? He did it so we would stop from the busyness of our life and realise who we really are, children of the Most High God, loved, accepted, and redeemed. That's the Christmas message. Love, accepted, and redeemed. Love, accepted, and redeemed. Over 35-something years ago, his light shone on me, and I had an encounter that changed my life. From the very time of Jesus' birth, God has been directing, leading and calling people to his son, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Whether it's been directed by a star or a visitation from an angel or a miracle or a healing or a point of need in your darkest time, God wants us to take hold of the life that is truly life. And he's calling us, he's calling you. Jesus is calling. I wonder if we could just stand right now. And I felt as I was preparing the message, I'm going to ask Pastor Meese to take Mel's spot so you can do it. And I just wanted to sing this song. And the words are, Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin, Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? I'll ask the music team to come back. Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today. There's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. We're going to sing that. And as I've been speaking and, and talking this morning, you may not know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. But I want to say to you, he's 
here today calling you. He's asking you to take a step of faith. If you don't know him and you've never said a prayer saying, Lord, I want you to come into my life, he's calling you today. The whole message, the Christmas message, Jesus being born, you know, God sending his son to be born by a virgin, by the Virgin Mary, being born and then grown up and then crucified. The whole plan and purpose was that he would call you into a relationship, call you back into a relationship with him. Are you hurting and broken within? As we sing this song, if that's you, if you're here today and you've never asked the Lord into your life, ever, ever, ever said that prayer, then there's an opportunity. At the end of this song, we're going to give an opportunity for you to just, hey, say, raise your hand and say, that's me, I'm going to pray. And maybe you're here today and you've been hurt, you know, we want to give an opportunity for people to say, hey, Lord, come and refresh and strengthen me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can start that song if we can get it happening together. Let's just sing this. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope that you've been challenged and inspired. For more information about Tarelgan City Church, check out mytcc.com.au.